Money, a podcast network that understands the assignment. The Alive Podcast Network has launched the world's first content distribution app tailored by and for podcasters and listeners of color. Subscribers will enjoy a wide variety of shows ranging from spiritual to comedic to inspirational. Podcasters can house their content and merch in one spot and monetize from a central location. Visit AlivePodcastNetwork.com coming soon to iOS and Android. Sign up today to get a six-month subscription for $20. You can thank me later. We are here with Dr. Kiana Jones. I'm so excited for this episode. She is the owner of Lux Beauty Wellness Boutique and Lux Beauty Coaching Program, Lux Beauty Academy. Okay, so this is going to be a really interesting episode. If you've ever wondered about opening up your own six or seven figure med spa, I had no idea the kind of income you could make operating a med spa. Welcome to the Six Figure Side Hustle podcast, hosted by me, Sabrina Brooks, entrepreneur, founder, and CEO of a highly successful public adjusting firm. I'm obsessed with reaching the two comma club just like you are. This is your all access pass inside the minds of high income earners, expert side hustlers, and entrepreneurs who have successfully launched, scaled, or diversified their businesses. We're sharing all kinds of business, marketing, and mindset insight. And trust me, our conversations are full of actionable tips that will leave you feeling clear on what to do next and motivated to take action. If you were born with an entrepreneurial spirit, are obsessed with business and marketing, and want nothing more than to create time and financial freedom for yourself and your family, this is the show for you. Let's dive in. So thank you, Dr. Kiana, for uh, joining us today. I'm sure you must be pretty busy. You are welcome. And thank you so much for having me. I am excited to get into this interview. Always, always ecstatic to educate people about this industry, (laughs) in particular nurses, because that's my tribe. I am a nurse. So I am so excited to just give some value and let people know why everyone who is looking to bring in six, seven figures on the side should be in aesthetics. Perfect. Yeah. Why don't you give us a little bit of background about how you found your way into the med spa industry and maybe what is a med spa? Because there's some misconceptions. I didn't actually know what it was. I had to look it up, but I was wrong. Uh (laughs) Um, So um, a med spa is sometimes used interchangeably with like medical spa, medispa. And what it is, it's pretty much a hybrid of like estheticians type services like skincare, you know, anything that has to do with like beautifying yourself. Right. Um, but it adds a medical component. Some of the things that people do or get done to themselves, um, requires a medical professional to administer them. So you have the side that's non-medical, which is like aesthetic services, things like that. And then you have the medical side, which is like technically pharmaceutical companies create products that help our skin, that makes us, you know, look a little bit younger or age (laughs) gracefully. (laughs) I'm just being PC politically correct, but pretty much that's the medical side. And so a med spa pretty much combines all of those different facets, brings them together. And it's done in like a beauty type 
spa setting, right? So it's not like pasty and cold like a doctor's office. It's really, really nice and, you know, just really spa-like, but you're getting medical treatments as well. Um, a lot of people don't like really understand it. Um, most people who either have been patrons of it or um, those who are in healthcare who are actually interested in um, operating a, a med spa or aesthetic business knows about it. So, but most of us have, we know about Botox. <laughs> so if you know about Botox, that is one of the treatments that it's offered in a med spa, medi spa, or an aesthetic practice. Very interesting. So it's combining the two. Do you have to um, be a doctor to open a med spa? You, it depends. You can be a nurse practitioner in some states. Um, in other states, you may have to have a medical doctor to be your director. Um, it is the medicine. So like it's, it's state specific. Some states are very, very strict um, and say like, you know, a doctor has to own it, period. And then other states are like nurse practitioners can, nurses can, like I'm in the state of California. So if you're an, a registered nurse or any type of healthcare professional, like a social worker, a physician assistant, um, occupational therapist, physical therapist, they can own minority in this type of practice. Um, other states may say, no, you have to be a medical doctor and they have to exclusively own 100%. So there's a lot of variability and it's really uniquely positioned um, depending on the state. So um, it just all depends is the answer to that. It really <laughs> depends on the state. It's very So I guess, because I'm in a licensed industry, so I give people the Google phrase in like, here's how you look up your state. If you had to give someone a Google phrase to look up like your state plus, what would that be? It, it would be going to the medical board, um, the medical board, because it is the practice of medicine. And then the, the board of nursing, if they're a nurse, I would tell them that. Um, and if they wanted to just like generally go on Google, it would be specific to their industry. So like, can a physical therapist own a med spa in California, you know, or, you know, whatever their state is because it's, it's, um, but if they wanted to like really dive a little bit deeper, you would go to the medical board in your state. And some medical boards are not as strict as others, if it makes sense. So they will allow other healthcare professionals to have ownership. Then you have some states like the state of Florida that anyone can own a med spa, even if they're not a healthcare professional, but they of course cannot practice, but they can have ownership. Where in the state of California, you cannot own a medical practice unless you're a medical provider. Or okay, you couldn't even partner with the medical provider? You could You could not partner with them directly, but there are... We're in a capitalist country, honey, so there's <laughs> always a way. <laughs> For sure. <Yeah>. There should <laughs> so be the because you're just partnering say, certain things. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, of course, in, when you think about medicine, you have to think about there's certain restrictions we have, like there's anti-kickback. So they want to prevent people from, it's a real fine line when it comes to medicine, because it's like people are making money off of medicine, but we want people not to be guided by um, the money that you can make. Instead, they're supposed to be doing what a medical provider has deemed necessary. Right. And so it gets really gray. But in a nutshell, you can 
there's ways that you can work okay. with professionals and still they can be in their lane, right? As a non-medical professional, you cannot tell a medical doctor how to treat a patient. Do you understand? So, but it doesn't mean that other things that goes on in the business that's non-medical, you can handle, right? As a non-medical person. Right. That's really interesting. So did you start off in this field or did you happen upon it? You know, what is your journey yeah, into so, the spa industry? Yeah, my background is really extensive. I've been a nurse for 15 years. Um, I have I have a bachelor's degree in public health, a master's degree in nursing. I have my a nurse my advanced practice um, registered nurse. And then also I have my PhD. And I kind of was like, at the bedside, like I worked in the hospital, you know, the typical nurse role that people expect us to be in. And then I went and I started doing leadership and I started teaching in academia and I did that for 13 years. And it just kind of, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. So I started flirting with a lot of different industries that were pretty much complementary to my background as a nurse. And then I stumbled upon aesthetics and I was like, can I do this? Like, I didn't know a lot about it. And from there, I just started learning and, you know, immersed myself in the industry to see if it was something that I wanted to do. I started training and I collaborated with a physician who I was working with. He was like my buddy. He was like, hey, I want to get into business with you. And I was like, "Okay, let's do it. And so we kind of opened it. And from there, it was just like go mode. I just started learning and then nurses started reaching out to me, asking me, how did I do it? And questions. And so I just, it's been go ever since. Um, and so it wasn't, honestly, it wasn't my plan. I didn't even think about it when I became a nurse that I would be in aesthetics, but definitely glad I've, I've entered into this industry. It's been very profitable for me. And um, it's something that I love because it still has the core of a nurse, right? So still taking care of people, still, you know, dealing with making people feel better. So all the things that you love about being a nurse, you get it. And then all the things you don't like, like the politics, like being taken for granted, the pay, you know, that's right there. So that's what I like about it. So owning the med spa to you is more profitable than working in a hospital or in a um, doctor. It's not just to me. It's, it's facts. <laughs> it's more profitable. I mean, if you think about it, and that's any job. Like when you're an entrepreneur, there is no ceiling. Like you get out there, you get your clients, you can make as much as you can make, right? Um, when you're working at the hospital, you can only make what you can make. You get your 3% raise if you're lucky um, and you do well. That's if you're lucky. Every year when the cost of living, we know, is increasing by much more than 3% in a year. And so, yeah, it's, it's the return on investment is absolutely amazing. Um, it's, it's, def it's a definite 100%. You make way more <laughs> wow. than you do wow. at the bedside, for sure. And you work a lot less, by the way. So it's not as physically taxing. Um, I just, these are the, I'm lefty. So these are, this is all I use. <laughs> I'm not pulling patients up. I'm not cleaning patients. I'm not running around for 12 hours. Like on a good day, I, I work four hours, you know, in my practice. And, and I do so really what does well. your day look like now that you have, you know, you're going from 10 hour shifts to four hour days? Um, what do you it's do? In your it, looks like, it looks like taking my kids to school. It looks like being able to make them breakfast on some mornings. It looks like 
being able to be home when they're out of school. (laughs) It looks like being able to set my schedule and say what days I'm going to take patients and what days I'm not. Now that I do coaching as well, of course, it's it's about balancing that as well. Um, So I set my days on what my clinical days are. I have administrative days where I come in and I'm looking, you know, doing my books and all that, working with my team. So it's, you know, it's, it's, it looks way different. My day at the bedside looks like getting up at 4.30 in the morning, getting on the freeway by 5.15 so that I can be there before 7, uh, running around for 12 hours, like literally running around for 12 hours. I'm not playing. And then getting home almost 9 o'clock at night. So that's <laughs> totally different um, right. than my yeah. days now. It's, it's definitely more freedom. Um, and just more happiness and, you know, the impact is still there. So it, it's, it's different. I want every nurse who likes wellness and aesthetics <laughs> and beauty to get into it. I am I, I, serious. Even if it's just on the side, cause like, you know, there is a certain amount of, um, I, I feel like for me, especially in healthcare and we we're needed, we're necessary. And I'm not trying to snatch every nurse from the hospital. <laughs> I was like, I would. I need a nurse. Like my mom was going to need a nurse, you know? So I'm not saying that I, but I do feel like there should be a balance. I, I, you know, nurses are working sometimes five, six days a week, 12 hour days. And that to me is a recipe for disaster. So if you have like a balance where you're doing something else that you enjoy and you're making really good money and you're able to, you know, still work as you please, it it, it gives you, it it gives you more power, I think, when it comes to your life. Definitely. Is would there be a way where nurses could kind of team up together and open a med spa together so you could still or do you have to have sole ownership? Man, I'm telling you that 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 is a really good question. When I first started, um, I did everything. And, and now, you know, three years later, I realize that all the money I lost and all the L's I took um, was so that I could help others. OK. However, <laughs> I, if you have someone who you can collaborate with and you guys can team up, do it's cause it, it's not, the money is un, it's endless. Like, you know, once you get your brand and your marketing and you know who your audience is, like, of course you're going to continue to invest in yourself, but to have someone who you can, you know, collaborate with and you can um, share ideas with, share risk with, I right. mean, yes, you can absolutely do that. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Um, I think it's a really good idea. It wasn't something that I did, um, but I do strongly support that. Yeah. And now I have like little break rooms around the, the country where they're all sitting together, like talking about, well, let's open this med spot up and then you can kind of yeah. keep the, you know, keep our nurses where they're sharing shifts. So that's just what I picture and, in my head when I hear about uh, how lucrative it could be because you get yeah. the bo- best of both yeah. worlds. You could still stay in your role at a hospital, but you get all the profitability of the med spa industry, um, which, you yeah. know, I'm sure is only going to go up. You have me thinking like, oh, <laughs> I need yeah. to uh, get some <laughs> med spa treatments myself. Yes, yes. And you know, the thing is like, I like that you said in break rooms all over, like all over the U S but instead what's happening in break rooms all over the U S is we are bonding over our traumas. We're not spending time trying to get, have a solution 
for the problem. We're focused on, oh, they did this, they did that. Can you believe that with this? It's like the same thing over and over again when what could be happening in the break rooms is like you said, hey, let's get into this business. Let's do this together. Let's find a way to generate more revenue and, you know, be happy in the role that they're in or utilize their nursing license to the fullest potential. And that's not the conversations that's being had. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've never been in a nurse room, but I've been in enough uh, jobs hearing people complaining <laughs> about the jobs. And I'm always like, well, let's all band together. Let's, <laughs> I'm always yep. trying to get people to quit <laughs> and yeah, band together exactly. um, and, yep. you know, have a, have an ownership yep. role. Um, you know, it's, it's definitely not for everyone, but yeah, I would always think like, well, if we're all leveraging each other's time, network, skills, resources, yeah. we could get together much right. farther and faster. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. It's true. <laughs> but you know, you have to have that mindset too. And not everyone does because, you know, it's really, especially from a nursing perspective, it's really deep rooted in our profession that we are supposed to be in the hospital. If you look up nurse entrepreneur, you will find very little information on Google about nurses and entrepreneurships, entrepreneurship and what we do. Um, it's not taught in our nursing schools. Um, and so it's a real scary place for a lot of nurses. And it's honestly beyond their, their vision. Um, I only have been able to do this because I stepped outside of my profession and I've networked with people who are not in my profession. Well, that's a really interesting story. And um, I do commend you for stepping out because, yeah, when, when I think of nurse, I definitely think of, you know, the blue scrubs running around the hospital uh, very stereotypical, like ER scenes <laughs> and, <laughs> But you're saying, no, it doesn't have to be like that. You can make a really good income still, you know, in the field with less hours, more time freedom in an industry that is hugely in demand. Um, So just for my own personal, um, you know, what if you're a consumer, what should I be looking for when I want to go to a med spa? Because. I was looking into a few treatments and then I always read the reviews and they're like really scary. So uh, from a nurse perspective, how can I find a qualified med spa? Because I'm not in LA or I would absolutely uh, be at your (laughs) doorstep. Like, help me out. My skin is dry and dull. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You definitely want to, reviews is a good place. Like, you know, you, you do have Yelp. Um, you want to go to their website. A lot of times they'll have like their testimonials. And of course, that's always going to be good. They're not going to have a, the bad testimonials. But you want to look at the background of the actual um, provider. So it doesn't matter, nurse practitioner, um, medical doctor, whomever, who's on their team. But you want to look at and see what their bio is, how many years of experience they, they have had. You also want to pay attention to the products that's used. A lot of people think like, See, Botox is used as a blanket, but there are different types of neuromodulators, which is what Botox is one of, right? So Botox, we know Botox, but there are different types of these different toxins. 
and you want to see which ones they're using. Most uh, company or most med spas will have um, a type that they use, right? So either they'll use Botox or they'll use Discord or they'll use Xeomian. So they'll have a different type. You want to find out which one they're using. Fillers, a lot of times there are different ones that's used for different treatments. So depending on where the treatment is and all that. So, but, but for the Botox, you want to find, I mean, for the toxin, you want to find right. out which one that they're using or if they're exclusively using one kind or not. Sometimes they use varying kinds. Um, you want to see how long they've been in business. Uh, you want to see some before and after results for sure. Uh, what does that look like? With being mindful that they're only going to show the good results, the right? good results. It That's why I want to know the hacks. Where do I find yes. these lawsuits? Like, <laughs> Yeah, well, if you go online and type the company in, if there's any type of negative, um, unfortunately, that usually comes to the top. Google when you type that's in. what I'm looking um, for if you're injecting because I've never had it and then once you yeah. start kind of doing research it's like oh I have no idea what they're talking about you have one yeah. person like oh we don't use this we only use this and yeah. then like they're talking you know so are there any products that basically are like the cheapos like if you see it you know they're kind of like a discount doctor well here's what I will say um, don't go on Groupon to get your, <laughs> I'll say that I won't, okay. I won't target the specific, but I'll say, don't go on Groupon. I mean, reading the reviews and I'm like, yeah, oh, you go <laughs> okay. on Groupon when you want to do something like something that can easily like, but when you're not your face or surgery, like, no, it okay because the cheapest, and you know our coach says the cheapest, right. the cheapest isn't, isn't the, the best. best. <laughs> the best isn't the cheapest. It can't be right. <laughs> so don't do that when it comes to your face. Like period. <laughs> like that's the best advice I can give you because they can dilute and they can right. get it from international countries and south of the border. Like don't do it. That's that's all right. Much that is great advice. <laughs> um. <laughs> Because I started reading the reviews and then I'm like, oh, I don't know. This is mm -hmm. like a little bit more than I thought. But yeah, you can't. I'd rather have wrinkles than like a, a horn on, the, on my paralyzed on one side of your, Then paralyzed on one side of your face. <laughs> You'd rather have wrinkles. But, but another thing too is like it is the practice of medicine. So anytime you're getting treatment, there are risks. I'll right. be honest. Um, I make it my business to use any type of filler that I use is reversible. So um, there are some types that's not reversible. Um, I try to be more on the holistic side. So if I can use your own fluids for it, right. for example, there's something called PRP or PRF for like microneedling, that's your skin. Um, that's a good one than to use like synthetic artificial right your body is more likely to respond better you have better results and your body is more likely to receive it because it's from your body right so um there are certain things like i would definitely look into if you know you're more sensitive that's something that's extremely important you want to tell your provider or your injector um if you've had reactions before you want to tell them if you have allergies like you know it, it really is and and not to say anyone is right or wrong but a lot of it is preference too. Um, and so, and skill over time, the more you practice, the more clients you've had, the more skill set, the better your skill set is. So, 
That's some great advice. That was, sorry guys, that was my own selfish wanting to know because um, (laughs) I stumbled down the Groupon path and um, that makes so much sense. So let me bring it back around. If you are in the healthcare field and you're thinking, I want to work less, I want more time freedom, what, um, what is the path that someone should take to kind of get started in this? Is there, um, you know, uh, uh, educational requirement or, you know, how would someone get started? So I, since my market is nurses, I'll, I'll speak specifically to nurses in this and, and healthcare professionals, actually, I won't just say nurses because I actually have physicians in my boot camp and things like that. But what I will tell you is that it, this, it, it is a practice of medicine, but it is an art. And so you do have to get trained and I've been doing this for a little over three years and I still train all the time. I train online. I train in person. I will never stop training. There's always new cutting edge treatments. There's always better ways, improved ways to treat our patients. And so you'll always be training. But let's say you are um, a, new, a nurse who's been working at the bedside and you're like, I've always loved beauty, which is what I get a lot. Like nurses are like, I've always loved beauty. I get Botox. Like I want to do it. Um, <laughs> my suggestion to them is like, find somebody who has been or who is where you're trying to go and pay them. That's how I live my life. And um, I've realized, like I've lost tens of thousands of dollars because of information that I did not know. And so save yourself the time and money in anguish and get you a coach who's doing what it is that you want to do. And then most likely they will have made enough mistakes that they will be able to teach you how to avoid those and therefore save you a lot of money and a lot of time, which to me is more valuable than money. So if you can save time and you can get there a lot faster, pay the person to get there. (laughs) That's what I say. Find you a coach, pay them. And let them get you there and follow their strategies. Be coachable. Um, you do not have to like go back to school. You, you're already a nurse. You're already qualified to do the actual skill. But the art is what you're learning when you go train. And that's what I want a lot of people to know. Like we as nurses know about like these different type of injections and we can do that. But when we are in aesthetics, it is an art. You're like creating a look. Right. And so that's what you're training for, not the like the fundamentals per se. Um, A lot of nurses, I always say, like, if they are uncomfortable with aesthetics, they'll start in something like IV hydration, which I have a business partner, her and I train on IV hydration. And that's a really good field to get into because we don't have the learning curve. We do IVs all the time. So now it's just like the business side of how to set it up. And then you can you can add on certain treatments. Once you get your IV hydration business going, then you can start doing Botox and fillers and, you know, so it's a lot of different strategies you can use just depending on time and like how dedicated you will be to the process. I like that you brought up the IV hydration is maybe a little stepping stone to, uh, to maybe getting into a full blown med spa, um, from a doctor because you're a doctor is the IV hydration from a kid, like, does that actually help or is this a fad thing? No, I do my treatments monthly. Absolutely. Oh, helps. you do? Like, oh, okay. The thing. Um, what's good about <laughs> there's so IV many hydration. questions as a consumer because there's constantly <laughs> a new thing that you're being hit with. And it's like, well, 
And you'll hear differ, differing uh, opinions. Some people are like, ah, it doesn't work. Well, I'll tell you, I do mine monthly. It absolutely works, especially for those of us who do not get the amount of vitamins that we need. We don't. We don't consume them enough in our diet. And what I like about the IV hydration, like I, I take vitamins, oral vitamins, but the bioavailability, meaning like how much I actually get, they, the research says anywhere from 5 to 20%. And that's over time after it builds up because it has to go through your digestive tract. And a lot of times that gets filtered out in our urine and in our stool. So with the IV, it goes straight in your veins. Um, So the bioavailability is a lot higher, like 90 to 100 percent in some research articles. So it definitely works, Um, especially (laughs) have you ever had one after a hangover? No, I I I don't think I've yeah. ever. Aside from maybe giving birth, I think that they give you an IV, but I've yeah, never really yeah. been in the hospital oh. or um, anything. So, and when after you give birth, you don't. If you've ever, yeah. honestly, I'll tell you an old school little hack, okay? Because it's crazy <laughs> that I'm saying I'm an old school nurse, but I am. I've been a nurse for a long time now. Um, back in the day, we would there's something called a banana bag. This was before IV hydration was a thing, as far as like outpatient right Right. um and you had a hangover get you a a bag of fluid and watch how you come alive like your headache's gone like you feel a thousand times better um so (laughs) that's why that's where it started right that's i don't know if you know that the drip doctor started IV hydrations in vegas of all (laughs) places right it makes sense like if people were like over getting their treatments. And so now you add different things. Like I have a beauty drip. So I add biotin, zinc, like it's a lot of, di- you know, glutathione pushes, you know, which is, um, which is a super antioxidant. Like, so you customize it to the, oh. based on the client's needs. It's not like, it's just a one size fits all, but if you if you've had a one during a hangover, you'll know it that it works. <laughs> <laughs> I've never tried it. I have heard of it for hangovers, and I mean, I'm not really a big drinker, um, but okay. definitely like in my younger years, like ten years ago, is when I needed the hangover. Right. <laughs> right. Um, but that's really interesting that you can add things. It's kind of like a cocktail. Yeah. Without it the is alcohol. A cocktail. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. That's really, really interesting. Um, little beauty hacks. Uh, I have to definitely <laughs> find a med spot in my area now. Um, yeah. Who's qualified, or I'm just going to have to come to yours in LA. Um, sure. So if you are in the LA area, make sure you stop by Lux Beauty and Wellness Boutique because um, you just seem very qualified. And I love that you said you take a holistic approach. Um, you right. don't use the things the fillers and stuff that's like, whoop, it, it didn't take very well. So now yeah. you look like Catwoman. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You can always dissolve them. Um, that's just what I'm comfortable with. But there are people who are, you know, highly qualified. They use other treatments. Don't get me wrong. But just for me, that's where I'm at with it. That is really interesting. So um, we are going to get into the Rainmaker round. I have a few questions for you uh, to get a little bit more background um, and get to know you a little better. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you loved it and would like to leave a review, I would be extremely grateful. That's the best way to help other entrepreneurs like you find the show. 
You can also connect with me on Instagram at business Bree, and make sure you're subscribed to the show. I had a blast recording today's show for you and I hope you got some amazing value from my guests. Talk to you next time.